Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, a certified personal trainer, mother of four, and a woman who has happened to gone through four weight loss transformations myself. I have a wellness program that has helped thousands of women lose weight naturally, and this podcast is here to help you live your healthiest life provide you with some insight and inspiration. And I have a special guest today to do just that. I believe a woman who represents all pillars of this podcast and we are going to talk entrepreneurship. We are going to talk transitioning to a vegan lifestyle. Oh, does that scare you? Eating fruits and vegetables all day? Uh, Well, people are doing it and they are loving the results and the way they look and feel. So she's going to be breaking it all down. I have Miss Leslie Zinn. She is the owner of Arden's Garden. It's a cold-pressed juice and plant-based food company that's on a mission to deliver the healthiest and most nutritionally dense products to consumers. One of my favorite places to stop by after a workout or, you know, after a long vacation, a little weekend binge, you know, post-holiday eating. I get that nice little three-day detox over there, but they're doing some amazing things. And I actually have Leslie Zinn in my virtual studio. One, two, three. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Hello. Sorry. I knew that by mistake. All good. Oh, look at your fancy office and all your pictures. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining me uh, to have this conversation, Miss Leslie Zinn, owner of Arden's Garden. So I have to tell you my Arden's Garden story. I moved to um, Atlanta back in 2008. And I remember one of the first places I went to was Little Five Points. And everybody was like, you got to try Arden's Garden. And I was like, oh, just a smoothie spot. It was like, no, it's more than a smoothie spot. And it was so cool because, you know, when I think about seeing a few stores back then and seeing you all over the place, I'm talking even driving down 285 and seeing huge trucks. It's very inspiring. Thank you. You can't, I cannot tell you how amazing it makes me feel to hear that story. You know, everyone's like, oh, she doesn't care. No, I care. I remember when we opened Little Five Points in 1998. And there were health conscious folks back in 1998, but juicing, cold pressing, smoothies and stuff like that were nowhere as near as popular as they are today. So you jumped into it before it even became trendy. We started cold pressing in 1994. And, you know, that was one of the many reasons why I was so excited to have you on as a guest on the podcast, because you are a pioneer in your field. And you also just, I think, so perfectly represent the three pillars of this podcast, mind, body and business. So I am really excited to hear uh, all of your thoughts, your insight, your stories about being a mom, an entrepreneur, um, being a dreamer and really stepping out and making great things happen, not only for yourself, 
but also for your community. Now, Leslie, when I start the podcast, I like to kick it off with a check-in. It's a mind, body, and business check-in. And since you are my guest, uh, I want you to share with us whatever you're comfortable sharing. It could be in one area or all three. What are you doing for your mind, body, and business? What is top of Leslie's mind that you're doing day-to-day to improve yourself from the inside out? So right now I'm being very intentional with living one day at a time and saying, okay, when I get up in the morning, I say, what can I get done today? Not what can I get done in the next three weeks? Because that feels very overwhelming to me. So really being intentional about one day at a time. The other things that I'm doing, the two other things are I'm drinking one gallon of water. Yes. Very intentional about doing that and not eating past seven. And, you know, many people might be surprised to hear that those are the things that you're focusing on, because sometimes we have this perception of, oh, she's vegan. Oh, she must do yoga. She meditates. She has her life all together. So I really appreciate you sharing uh, what I would consider those vulnerable sides of you, because most people have this perception that people like you have it all together. Um, And I really especially appreciate you talking about taking it one day at a time and just really being present, because that is something that's so challenging for many of us to do these days. Is that a challenge that you find yourself experiencing often? Uh, yeah, last week. <laughs> so our business grew a lot during COVID and mm-hmm. we brought on a lot of machinery and a lot of overhead. And now it has shrunk, shrunk back because of inflation, inflation, higher prices, et cetera. And so it's stressful. And sometimes if you take it all on at once, you become paralyzed. And I became super stressed out about it and not sleeping. And then I finally, I said one day, okay, you know what? My way is not working. Mm -hmm. I need to bring this back. What can I do today? Nothing is happening today, you know, that I can't handle. And so, yeah, I've been very intentional. I would say, I was joking about last week, but, but I would say six weeks ago, truly, You know, I was in a very, very challenging place. So um, bring it back to today. What can I do today? What am I grateful for today? I drove my kid to school today and we set our gratitude and our intentions and I know what I have in front of me. Yes. And when you talk about what are you going to do today and setting the attention, I think a lot about those little notes that you have in the stores. Um, And I believe it talks about um, setting the intention or uh, what is my goal for today? That's what it is. And I have filled those out several times. So I really appreciate you spreading the health inside and out, you know, mental health, uh, emotional well-being, and also the delicious smoothies and juices that you sell at Arden's Garden. Uh, Let's Let's talk about Arden's Garden and how it all started. What prompted you to say, you know what, I'm going to go full force and make this a business and build this healthy empire? I cannot take the credit. All Mm. the credit goes to my mother. My mother is Arden. Mm. So my mother was a huge health nut way before people cared at all about being healthy. I'm talking about in the 60s and the 70s, my mother was advocating for health. And so growing up, She would fix my brother and I the grossest combinations, (laughs) whatever she was into for breakfast. And we, we called it the concoction and it changed and we would drink it and it would be something super healthy. So 
she really wanted this juicer she had read about 1963 called a Norwalk. She couldn't afford it. Mm. Fast forward 30 years, she's still pining away for this home juicer that's $2,200. <laughs> she says, I don't want to go my whole life without this juicer. So what does she do? The all-American thing. She gets out her credit card and she buys the juicer and she calls all her friends and she says, hey, I've got this amazing juicer. If you want me to make juice for you, I want to do it. And that's how she started. Now, understand my mother's currency, health and wellness. She Mm. was given the stuff away. And so a health food store heard about her and they said, hey, come to the back of our store. You will give you the produce. You make the juice and we'll split the sales. And my mother thought, oh, my gosh, this is a home run. I am Mm. buying the produce and giving the stuff away. So off she went to that health food store. And she realized really quickly that that juicer she had was super labor intensive. And so she didn't think maybe there's no business on this juicer because she doesn't have much business sense. She's a visionary. Mm -hmm. So she recruits my brother and I to come help because we're free labor. Yeah, free labor that turned you into entrepreneur extraordinaire. So it paid off in so many uh, different ways. And I love how you talked about your mom's passion and, you know, oh, well, she really wasn't into it, you know, to make the money. She just really um, enjoyed what she did and she wanted to make sure that people had healthy options. Uh, But look at how much more she's done through you and the company, uh, spreading the uh, health in different communities, creating jobs. I mean, it really has been a huge impact that Arden's Garden has made all around. Thank you. No, she was a pioneer in so many ways. Um, She taught me so many things that I didn't realize she was teaching me until now that she's gone, I see the difference, you know, and the the effect that she had in people's lives, you know, people would meet me and they would say, oh, I met your mother. And this to the, the person, I love your mother because she was someone that elevated others. And so you're, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we affect people no matter where we go, what we do, whether it's with jobs, offering healthy food in a food desert, um, giving people education. Like some people just don't even know how, how should yeah. I be healthy? They have no mm-hmm. idea. So, you know, that was her role. And that's what we're carrying on her legacy is like to provide people with options and help them on their journey. You know, earlier you talked about, you know, your mom serving you and your brother these nasty concoctions and how she was just putting a bunch of stuff together. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, that people have starting their journey to become vegan, to eat healthier. They feel like, man, okay, this is good for my body, but not so great for my taste buds. You know, stuff is usually bland or just doesn't taste good. Uh, What would you say has been key for you in making that transition uh, in your own personal journey? And then for Arden's Garden, right? Because when you have a restaurant when you are serving um, a beverage or any type of dish the customers want it to taste good Um, how can we shift our mindset about fruits and vegetables and them actually tasting good and us desiring them over the unhealthy options that are out there right well I think honestly when we started I don't think there was as many processed foods on the market as there are now. So we had a lower bar to overcome. And if you eat fruits and vegetables in their natural state, they naturally come with sugar, you know, natural sugar. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we take kids on tours of our plant, we, we show them how we juice apples. You know, when you first juice apple juice, it's clear. 
But the minute the oxygen hits it, it turns brown. And so then we let them taste it. And then, you know, apple juice, there's, it is one of the most delicious things in the world, even apples. Yeah. We just don't have the opportunity a lot of times to eat fresh apples because we're on the run. So we grab a package and something is shelf stable or we're at a convenience store. So when we actually offered people the opportunity to taste fresh fruits and vegetables unaltered, they are nature's candy. They're amazing. And then when you feel the benefits yeah. of how they make you feel, your body sings, your cells rejoice. And it's a win-win. But the, the challenge is access. And there's no doubt that the expansion of your business has given so many people access to those healthier options that they did not have before. So again, props to you for that. Also, props to you for your own uh, personal journey in becoming a vegan. It's quite an interesting story. Uh, and I would love for you to share some of it with our Mind, Body and Business listeners. What was the thing for you? Um, how did it all get started? I, I know your mother served you those nasty smoothies and, you know, you were fed more of the healthier options, uh, more so than other children. But how did you sustain that as an adult? Well, as a kid, my mother didn't give us any candy or any sweets. And I don't even recommend that because I would hoard it the minute I got away from her. You know, I was like, ah, I got to get it while I can. But, um, you know, as a young adult, I, I ate the typical American diet, you know, um, and, you know, I was very athletic. So for a while I could handle the American diet. I was still very fit. But as age comes in, the standard American diet starts wearing you down. And I started gaining weight and, um, and here I am, I'm working in a healthy company and I'm gaining weight, right? Mm -hmm. Cause I'm vegetarian, but I was really just a pasta holic, you yeah. know? So in 2011, I saw the movie forks over knives. Mm. Um, my husband and I saw it together in the movie theater. Um, we walked out of the movie theater. We looked at each other and we said, okay, we're not going to eat any more meat and dairy because it spoke to us. The data really supported that, you know, being plant-based was going to make us healthier. And our, we went to New York the next day and our first meal was chicken Parmesan. Oh. So didn't, quite, <laughs> didn't quite stick. But when uh, I, we got back to Atlanta, I called the movie theater and I said, Hey, this is what Arden's garden believes in. We would like to sponsor a screening. And they said, sure, let's do it this week. And we watched the movie for a second time that Thursday, a bunch of our customers came. It was a full theater. And that second time watching the movie did the trick. So at that point, I went cold turkey, plant-based. And I, at that point, had three children and I was pregnant with my fourth. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, 
jamming out to something new and everything in between. Mm. And I would stand in our kitchen almost paralyzed because I had no idea what to fix them to eat. I was like, how much hummus can we eat? You know, I just didn't Uh have any repertoire in plant-based. Anyway, um, we made the transition. We did get healthier. I did lose some weight, but I also became sleep deprived. Oreos are vegan. I started becoming sort of a processed junk food vegan. So I Mm -hmm. didn't really see the huge benefits. I saw some, it was better than what I had been doing. And I definitely wasn't having the impact on the earth that I, you know, I didn't want to hurt the environment. I didn't want to hurt the animals, but I really was doing it for health. That really was my main, main motivator. Mm -hmm. And then in 2020, and I have a daughter, my oldest child is, she's 22 now, but at the time she was 18 or 19, she had had a weight problem all her life. Um, And I'm not saying 30 pounds. She was morbidly obese. And we had tried so many things to help her. And she came home from COVID, I'm sorry, from college because of COVID. And I said to her, Delaney, I cannot continue to help you die. If you want to do this, you have to do it on your own. But if you want my help, you've got to make a change. And at that point, we introduced her to plant-based living that was very different from it was from by it was a place called um, Eat to Live Retreat. And it's run by Dr. Joel Furman. And he wrote the book Eat to Live. And basically what we learned when she went there was that it's not what you don't eat is not that important. It's what you do eat. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. And so we went from not eating meat and dairy to eating really densely nutritious foods. And that makes, it makes a huge difference. Your energy levels soar, your sleep improves, your outlook on life is joyful, optimistic. It's, it's incredible. It's not an easy transition. You know, you have to make little bitty changes. So what happened for me, I probably lost um, 30 pounds just from being exposed to, I wasn't at the program. I dropped her off. I stayed a few days. Um, I went in the middle for a few days. She ended up staying for three months. She lost 150 pounds, not in three oh months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, well, yeah, not in three trying. months. Yeah. That was the jump start, you know, mm-hmm. but over the next year, she lost 150 pounds and she changed her life. She changed our lives. And so 
So many people think that what we eat affects how fat we are, but it affects so much more than how fat we are. It affects how happy we are. It affects the quality of our life. It affects our longevity. I don't want to be 90 years old in a wheelchair being fed by somebody else. You know, I I want to be vibrant and that's what the fruits and vegetables really give to us. So yeah, no, it has not been a (laughs) And you know, Leslie, I really appreciate that. To be honest, I am a personal trainer. I host a fitness podcast. Um, I do fitness classes virtually and in person, and I represent healthy lifestyle. But, you know, my kids what they have on the plate and what they choose to eat in these little picky palates they have, it's, it's really difficult for me um, to get them to eat as healthy as I would like for them to. So even I struggle with that. And I appreciate your transparency and sharing that you have that struggle as well, um, considering the company that you represent. So thank you so much for sharing that. And to also know that there are things that we can do as parents to help our kids. Um, Let's talk about this duality of running this massive business and also being a wife and mother of four, I can imagine it can be challenging at times to prioritize things. Uh, What is the secret sauce for you? That's a great question. And I don't think that there's a magic wand for the perfect answer. You know, um, when my children were smaller, it was much more difficult because they needed so much more attention and help. And I actually, I heard an interview with Michelle Obama And she, in the interview, she said that when Barack was on the campaign trail, she would be so frustrated because all the work fell to her, you know, Mm -hmm. and she needed help. And she said, you know, I I had this realization that I, I needed help. It didn't have to be Barack's help. And so she ended up getting help with the things that she didn't want to do. And, and I was blessed at that point in my life to be able to have people that would come and assist me maybe with you know, driving the kids to an event or preparing a meal. And so I was able to work during the the things that um, I didn't have to be a part of, or I didn't even want to be a part of. And I was able to be present for family time, for athletic events, for the things that the kids are, that are meaningful for the kids. And so it, it always is a trade-off, but for me, I'm an, I'm a later in life mom. I don't know if that helps. You know, I, I had my children when I was 35, 40, 42 and 46 mm. with no medical intervention, just my husband. So Ooh, girl, you look good. I would have never <laughs> guessed you look amazing. That's Thank awesome. you. So, you know, I think when you're older, um, I'm not wooed by the glitzy things. I'm wooed by the simple things. And so a lot of the simple things are doing small things like being with your children, watching a TV show or sitting for their baseball practice. But it is definitely, um, you have to be intentional about what's important. That's been a huge revelation for me as well, especially I would say over the last five years, just being in the moment. I think sometimes we can be so focused on the future. We set these goals and we're uh, hyper-focused on the outcome and achieving it that we don't place enough value on the journey. Um, We fail to realize that our kids are not always going to be a certain age and look a certain way and talk to us. And we're not always going to be able to experience those things. And some things, once we miss them, they're like gone forever. 
Even though you talk about being intentional and aware, are there times that you struggle with staying in the moment? And if so, what do you do to get through those times? Absolutely. You know, you don't, I don't appreciate things until let's say they're taken away from me or Mm. so for example, I'm an avid yoga follower and I went to a party a while ago and I rarely wear heels, but I wore heels and I danced up a storm. And then the next day I went to yoga and I had done something to my calf, you know, Mm. and my calf was killing me. And I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, my calf, my calf, my calf hurts. I'm getting old, my calf hurts. And then I thought, how many yoga classes did I do when my calf didn't hurt? And I didn't say, thank, I'm so grateful my calf doesn't hurt. So yes, my calf may may hurt, but look at how strong my arms are. Look at how strong my shoulder, my core, my, my glutes, you know? So I, it's like, I feel like my gratitude is like a muscle, you know, Mm -hmm. like anything we work out. And if we, if I'm intentional about but forcing my brain to say, I am grateful for my health. I am grateful that I got, so I didn't get up this morning and work out. I usually work out. I got up this morning. I can walk. So many people cannot do the most basic things, you know? And if I feel like if I'm not grateful, A, I'm not happy, but B, I sort of like think the universe like, well, she's not grateful for that. Girl, I feel you. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I apologize to my body. Like, I am so sorry, arms, for saying that you're too flabby. I'm so sorry, stomach, for complaining how you kind of slouch over sometimes. You know, I am so sorry, jiggly thighs, for complaining about you because, you know, your body does so much for you. And it's important to be grateful for your body and to be grateful for what it does for us. So I appreciate that reminder. Um, I want to get back to your business. Um, you know, looking from the outside, it appears that everything kind of lined up for you. And I'm sure you had challenges along the way. But, you know, you've you've had a great ride so far and you're still doing so well. Uh, but I believe that um, our journeys, there's so many steps in between that people don't see. And we get these what I call connecting flights. We find ourselves in these moments where we're like, oh my gosh, how did I end up here? This is not where I plan to be. It's like an uh-oh moment or like a, a pivotal point where we have to decide, am I going to keep going or is this a sign that it's time for me to call it quits? Can you recall a specific moment like that in your career? Oh, I, I know exactly the time to think of. So in our very first manufacturing plant was located at 14th and Howell Mill on the West side. Mm-hmm. You Can you imagine a manufacturing plant there now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyhow, um, so we bought our very first plant in East Point uh, in 2002. Now, I grew up in Atlanta. I had never been to East Point, but it's all the place had everything that we needed and it, it was something we could afford. And we got an SBA loan. Um, we bought the building and we moved in. And maybe four months after buying the building, I got a phone call from Publix, who I had been supplying for five years. And they said, are you sitting down? Oh. I said, yes, I am. And they said, we are going to stop taking your products starting tomorrow. I had already made juice for them. The orders were already pulled. I couldn't breathe. It was a Friday. I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine, you know? I remember I went home. I was a single mother at the time. I had had my daughter on my own. 
And I went home, I had to take care of her. She had nobody else to care for her. I couldn't focus on myself and what I was losing. What could be happening was the CN. And over that weekend, I thought about the reason they were stopping our product was because Odwalla had been purchased by Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola was located in Atlanta and they had told Publix that they wanted Odwalla on the shelves and not me. So I started thinking, what's different about Arden's Garden and Odwalla? And I thought, okay, well, we're, we're more, we're health focused. We're a healthier product. Okay, great. We taste better. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Then I thought we have loyal customers. And I knew we had loyal customers because I saw our customers daily. And so I wrote a letter on Monday. I sent an email to about 30 people, whether they had written about Arden's Garden, they had interacted with us in some way, they were a supplier, a vendor. And I just said, this is what's happened for the past five years. We've had amazing growth with Publix, but we were notified that we will no longer be sold there. And if you would like to be able to buy our products in in Publix, or you just want to support small local business, please contact Publix because they will listen. I knew this from dealing with Publix. Publix is very customer service oriented. And that email got forwarded numerous times. And over the next three weeks, I heard from so many people saying, we reached out to Publix. I went to my produce manager. I went to their customer service, you know, online link. And three weeks later, Publix called me back and they said, listen, we are going to bring you back on the shelves. But at the time, we were only in 40 stores in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They said, we're going to bring you back through the warehouse And we're not only going to put you in the 40 stores that you were in, but we're going to put you in 200 stores. Talk about turning your obstacles into opportunities. That is an inspiring story. And had that quote unquote cancellation, that initial, uh, you know, we're not putting you in our stores anymore. Imagine how many stores you wouldn't have been in. So, wow. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm sure that so many people listening are inspired. Uh, Speaking of inspiration, on this podcast, I like to offer what we call actionable insight. I want whoever is listening, whether they're a couch potato, they eat fast food all the time, or they're a very seasoned athlete, uh, but they're still focused on self-improvement. I want everyone listening to this podcast to feel like they can take something with them after listening to an episode and apply it to their lives in the moment. So since we are on the topic of vegan and eating fruits and vegetables, what would be your one, two, three, uh, three things that people can do to get started on their journey to live healthier and to prepare themselves for that vegan life if that is what they're pursuing? Absolutely. So I believe in small steps. Even though I went cold turkey, I think it's better to crowd out bad habits with good habits Mm -hmm. and start with one. So my very first tip would be Start your morning with a cruciferous smoothie or a cold pressed juice. Skip the breakfast, make it easy. You know, like I'm lazy. I like it to be ready, just go. So cruciferous vegetables are the most densely nutritious foods on the planet. They are anti-aging, anti-cancer, anti-heart disease, anti-diabetes. So if you're going to do nothing else good for yourself, just have some cruciferous vegetables you're, you're going to win. Second one would be drink water. 
Yeah. We are so many people are walking around dehydrated. So I am very intentional about drinking one gallon of water. There's a downside to that. You have to run to the bathroom oh, all yeah. the time. <laughs> but the upside is that your cells are hydrated. They're vibrant. You know, they're, they're growing. It's amazing. So um, I love drinking water. And the third one, so basic, move your body. If you're just starting out, get up and go for a 10 minute walk. Two weeks into it, go for a 20 minute walk. Just start with little bitty increments, things that you feel comfortable doing that you're maybe you're intimidated to go to a hot yoga class. Don't start there. Yeah. Start with what feels comfortable to you. That's a great way to put a bow on this episode. Thank you so much for those tips, the insight, the inspiration. It's just all been so wonderful. And I'm sure a lot of folks want to know how they can stay connected with you. So let us know the ways we can follow you on social media, hit up your website and just stay linked up. Oh, absolutely. So via social media, we are Arden's Garden ATL. Shout out for Atlanta. Yes. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and our website is www.ardensgarden.com. And we're, you can find our products online and all throughout the Southeast with uh, Publix, Whole Foods. And if you're in the Atlanta area, please come visit our stores. We love to see our customers in person. Yes, appreciate you again, Miss Leslie Zinn, owner of Arden's Garden and just all around amazing human. Thank you so much for your wonderful contributions to the podcast. Many blessings to you, and I can't wait to see you continue to do great things. Uh, Maria, thank you for having me. I love being here. And that is another empowering conversation in the bag. A wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Hey, make sure you follow, share, and subscribe. I would also greatly appreciate a rating or review if this podcast did anything for your soul, for your mind, for your body, for your business. It just made you feel fuzzy inside and, uh, you know, gave you some inspiration to take action on your dream or rethink some things in your life. Uh, please let me know how you felt about it. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday. Plus, you can stay connected with the Mind, Body, and Business podcast at MBB Pod on Instagram and Facebook. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ears and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Take care. <laughs>